0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Streaming Science podcast. Streaming Science is a student-driven program that works to connect you with scientists to learn how science impacts all of us and our everyday lives. I'm Savannah Gardner, a master's student in the Department of Agricultural Education and Communication at the University of Florida, and I'll be your hostess today. You're currently listening to an episode from our series titled AI in Action, where we explore scientists' current research and how AI is changing the nature of science. AI development is said to be the fourth industrial revolution. The research explored in this series spans disciplines from data science to health to agriculture and more. AI is used with crops, cattle, citrus, and more to increase efficiency and data accessibility. The following episode was made in partnership with the University of Florida, Department of Agricultural Education and Communication, UF-IFAS Dean of Research Office, and UF's AI Strategic Initiative. In the following interview, I spoke with Dr. Yanis Amphazidis, the Chief Science Officer at Agriculture Intelligence. He is a leading global voice in precision agriculture and the use of computer vision, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. We discussed an overview of agriculture intelligence's products and the technology behind them, and even how AI is directly impacting precision agriculture. Through this podcast, I hope you gain insight into his work in the agricultural industry, the role of AI in research and agriculture, and an overall sense of how scientists are moving forward to create new and unique solutions to address current global issues. Thank you so much for being with me today, Yanis. Could you please start by introducing yourself to our listeners?
1: Yes, first of all, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Let me start talking a little bit about myself, give you a little bit of my background. My PhD was about automation and robotics, not so much with AI, but still automation and robotics. And my master in PhD also had the component with machine vision. Then I moved to Washington State University as a postdoc where I also work with automation for specialty crops and I started working with um, machine learning and AI when I moved to California to as a faculty to the uh, Cal uh, State University and I think we published the first work in 2017 so we worked before that and it was more about um, an application that uh, you can uh, the user can take a picture of leaves, the machine learning and the application will detect if the leaf is healthy, if the plant is healthy, or it's infected, and also uh, classify, so identify diseases so and distinguish among diseases. So it's a, it was a very practical tool, and we work with olive trees and grapes, and it's something that um, the grower or field manager or even a consulting company can use to identify diseases in the field. But again, this is a symptom-based disease detection. So this is how I start working with AI. So about agricultural intelligence is like more when I moved to University of Florida, I started working more with machine learning and AI and also with drones. And we develop a software and unique cloud-based and AI-based software that can process, analyze, and visualize data collected from um, several sensing platforms like drones, satellites, but also ground-based uh, sensing systems, we call this technology agroview. And we a lot of growers and in general in general the industry show the huge interest about this technology to utilize and use this technology. And the only way what we can really do it is to form a new company, a UF spin-off company agricultural intelligence, and commercializes technology. So we license this technology from the University of Florida right now to commercialize it and uh, provide a service to our industry, specialty crop industry.
0: Yeah, that is such a great introduction and explanation. Thank you so much for that. And I've done a little bit of research on you, and I know that you work in the Department of Agricultural and Biological Engineering at UF. Can you tell me a little bit about your research there?
1: So we work, as I said before, with sensing, automation, and robotics in agriculture. We develop our own solutions. One example is this the Agri technology. Another example, we developed Smart Prayer. We converted a um, traditional three crop sprayer to a smart sprayer. and uh, why we use this word smart, this machine is able to um, utilizing sensor fusion to detect three the size of the tree and the um, density of the tree how many leaves it has. And based on that, we can more accurately control the sprayer. To give you a simple example, here in Florida, and because of the citrus greening, which is a disease that almost destroyed the citrus industry, we have a huge variability in a, a grove. So you can see a lot of gaps, which is places that they are not risked. So the growers had to remove the trees for several reasons. Maybe they were not productive, dead, or just they remove a lot of them at the beginning to protect the farm, the spread of the disease. Also, we see variability with the tree size and age. So you can see big tree next to a big tree can be like a small tree or a medium-sized tree or a very young tree. So just going with prayer and spray the same amount everywhere makes no sense. And this is what the traditional sprayers do. So with this system that we again utilize sensor fusion and artificial intelligence, different algorithms, we are able to detect the size of the tree, as I said before, the leaf density, and then control the spraying amount. So if again, it's a gap, it will not spray. If it's a dead tree, again, it will not spray. Uh, If it's a big tree, dense canopy, it will spray more because we need to penetrate the tree. If it's a smaller tree or we have less leaves that can even control how much we spray, doing that, we can save up to 30% of the chemicals, which is very important not only to reduce the cost, but also to reduce any uh, negative environmental impact because if we spray more, like some of this chemical will end up to the underground water eventually.
0: That's really impressive. You're really doing some great work in that area. So moving on, talking about AI technology, what do you think is important for listeners to understand about AI technology?
1: AI, and especially machine learning, which is a branch or an application of AI, this is what we usually use. It's based on the idea that the machine, like a computer, microcontroller, doesn't have to be an actual computer, can learn from data without really for a human to program it, as we used to do before. So you can learn from data to do specific tasks. And this is um, a very good example is self-driving cars, or um, the voice or face recognition that now we have in our cell phones even. So they learn through data and to again complete this specific task. So this is exactly what we do uh, for the agricultural applications. And uh, again, a very simple example, Uh, let's say that uh, we need uh, to detect citrus uh, fruit in a tree. Uh, What we we do is like we collect a lot of images of let's say oranges and maybe different varieties, uh, different color can be green, they can be orange. And then we use that as a training data set, again, to train the model, the AI model, to recognize this specific object. In this case, again, it's a a citrus fruit, an orange. So it's a very specific task, and the the machine learning algorithm will just learn from the data without us need to go and give specific instructions of what to do. Before, we had to say, look for something that is cylindrical, for example. It depends on the object, right? Or this type type of color, or has this shape, uh, maybe this size. And this is how we train the algorithms to detect specific objects. But this new approach is totally different. So the machine will learn from data. And these systems can work very well with big data, which is very important Again, for management, so we are in a data-driven era, so data is number one asset. It used to be land, then factories, now it's data and information. And it's very difficult for a human brain to work with big data. In agriculture, we collect a huge amount of data. So that's why we need these tools to help us understand, first of all, this data and convert data to practical information, to something that the, the, the grower or in the industry can use. Wow,
0: that was a really great explanation there. Thank you so much for explaining how the AI technology works. So I know that you work as the Chief Science Officer at Agriculture Intelligence, and AgriView is the flagship product there. Could you maybe elaborate on how this technology works to benefit these growers and the environment?
1: We we started developing this technology in 2017 after the Hurricane Irma hit Florida. So after that, U.S. Department of Agriculture came up with new policies uh, about um, uh, crop uh, insurances. So when we insure uh, a property, we need to know the value of the property. So the same has to be applied for, for like agriculture too. In case of uh, tree crops, uh, we need to know how many trees we have in the field, how many productive trees we have, how many young trees we have, that will help us understand the value, the field of the farm. So the growers to do that, they had to manually drive their trucks. And uh, usually they hire people to do that or consulting companies. And they had uh, two people sitting in the car with different clickers. And when they say big three, they just click one of the clickers. And then if they say gap, they click another one. And that can that was very time consuming, very, very expensive. Of course, not very accurate. And at the end, you don't even have nice maps. You just have some numbers. Uh, And the insurance companies also, what what they used to do, they just sample an area. And especially in Florida, we have all this huge variability. It's very difficult to assess says that uh, to, to uh, find how many even productive trees we have in the field. So we develop a solution. Now with drones, we can fly an area, load the data to this technology, AgroView, and you have the results in a day or less, which is much, much faster. And later, we add more features to this AgroView technology. For example, we can identify stress on trees. And also we can determine plant nutrient concentration and we develop what we call fertility maps. So you can see in a map different zones, management zones. And that will tell you that uh, in some zones you need to apply more fertilizers and in some zones you need to apply less. Because again, there's a variability in the field. Why to apply the same amount of fertilizer everywhere? So doing that, first of all, the application is not more, more precise. And uh, you can at the same time save a lot of money, especially right now that the price, the cost of the fertilizer is is crazy. Uh, It's three or more times than last year. So it's very important to help our growers to save some money from all these applications.
0: Absolutely. That is such a great product for farmers. You're really saving them a lot of money. That's awesome. Could you maybe talk a little bit more about AgroSense, the other product available at Agriculture Intelligence? I know that is an infield hardware sensor. What is a hardware sensor exactly?
1: Yeah, yes, AgroSense is the sensing system that uh, we developed for um, the precision sprayer or the precision fertilizer applicator spreader. So it's the sensing system that uh, will detect the tree. So as I said before, it utilizes uh, a LiDAR and um, cameras. The LiDAR will detect the object. And I, you say, I say an object because the LiDAR doesn't know what, what it is. And then um, the camera will detect if this object is a human or if it's a tree or it's a pole or it's a pump because in the field, we might have uh, other objects too. And especially when you spray, you don't want to spray, first of all, if there is a human around for safety purposes. So this sensing system, we call it um, agro-sense. And at the same time we spray, we also collect other information. For example, uh, the number of fruits that um, per tree. This is very important to develop um, yield prediction maps. So for yield prediction in general. This is very important information for the growers to plan ahead and uh, even very important information for the packing houses. And since we spray and fertilize frequently, why not at the same time to collect this data? So this is what AgroSense does. And it's a ground based uh, sensing system that also we develop uh, this automated process to transfer the data from AgroSense to AgroView. And it's very easy process to follow. And as I said before, it's automated. that that is a very critical part. So our goal is, we have two main goals in agricultural intelligence and in my program at the University of Florida to develop low cost solutions that um, can be affordable, not only for the big farms, but also for the small and medium sized farms. And also something that it's easy to use. You you will not need a bachelor degree or a master degree to operate. These technologies.
0: Thank you for sharing those goals with us. So moving on, you described earlier to me in our pre-meeting that there were three major agricultural revolutions that changed history. Now, how is AI technology today kind of reforming agriculture? And do you think this is the start of maybe another revolution?
1: Yes, exactly. So again, very briefly, uh, we, yes, we had three ag revolutions this is how we categorize them. The first one was a, a little bit more than 100 years ago, the introduction of machinery, the farm mechanization in general. For example, tractors or harvesters, they totally change agriculture. The second was the introduction of chemicals like pesticides, herbicides, fertilizers. They boost the yield. The third was uh, about the hybrid crops, genetics and genomics. The fourth is happening right now, and AI is helping to reform agriculture for one more time and uh, as i said before like it's a data driven agriculture it's a digital agriculture and it's a smart agriculture so all these technologies and especially automation robotics and ai they are tools that they will help us to reform agriculture one example that i can give technologies that they can help to address labor labor issues so we have a huge problem with specialty crops like vegetables and tree crops now we need labor to harvest the crops without labor you cannot harvest uh, without the yield without the product you have no profit and our growers have a huge challenge to find labor uh, some of the growers cannot even find the people to drive their tractors so imagine now a solution a mechanical Strawberry harvester and automated robotics strawberry harvester. How they can reform agriculture and of course this robotic harvester will utilize AI for several in several components of this of this harvester. And um, I mentioned that the strawberry harvester because we have a local uh, or Floridian company, Harvest Crew Robotics, that they are developing robotic strawberry harvester. And um, they're, I think now in version five or six, and they use, utilize it to harvest strawberries right now. So the fourth revolution, the fourth ag revolution is happening.
0: This really is such an exciting time to be working in the field of agriculture. So what does your work in extension look like every day? And what is extension for someone who might not know what that is?
1: That's, that's an excellent question. Uh, a lot of people don't know about extension. An easy way to explain it is just a form of outreach and teaching. But in this case, we don't teach um, students in a classroom, but uh, we teach uh, our stakeholders and the public. And our stakeholders can be also students, can be other faculty, but mainly are our growers and the light industry, policymakers. So the goal again is extension is still teaching, but uh, a different type of teaching. And in my program, uh, which, is, uh, which involves precision agriculture, smart agriculture, and machinery mechanization, uh, my goal is to find new technologies, emerging technologies that they can be adopted by our industry and solve specific issues. And uh, that can be technology that, um, for example, I will develop in my program or my colleagues develop. We have a fantastic uh, faculty in my department, the Agricultural and Biological Engineering Department, University of Florida. So I can maybe find some of the technologies, some prototypes that we can adopt, uh, or even we can find technologies that uh, someone else developed in Europe, or any other um, places uh, and uh, evaluate these technologies and see if we can uh, utilize them with our specific production practice. Because, you know, there are some, like, some technologies cannot be used if we have a different management style or um, like um, practice in general. So this is part of the extension. And then when you evaluate, for example, this technology, then we need to outreach. So we need to teach our industry the benefit of this technology, how they can use it, and then they will decide if they will adopt it or not. And especially the goal is to make some change and um, solve issues that are like critical issues that our industry face.
0: Absolutely. Outreach is so important. And it sounds like a fun career to be involved in. So, what is your favorite part of the work that you do every day? Not just extension, but working with this technology.
1: I love my job. As you can see, I can talk forever. So I try to hold myself not to talk too much about uh, these technologies. So my favorite part is not about the technologies, which is very exciting too. When we develop something, it's like my baby. But my favorite part is to working with my team and I have very brilliant people in my team. Uh, PhD students, postdocs, um, interns, engineers. Um, they're brilliant. I love to talk with them every day. Uh, they challenge me, uh, which I, it's, it's great. I steal from their energy. <laughs> so this is by far my favorite part. I mean, this kind of collaboration, and when I see them grow and uh, be successful, that can make me happy.
0: I can tell that you love what you do every day and I love your excitement and commitment to your team. That is great. Thank you for sharing. I have just one final question for you today, kind of wrapping up everything you've talked about. What does the future of AI and agriculture intelligence look like? Where are you headed after this?
1: That's a very good question too. Uh, We have big plans uh, and I hope that we can achieve them. Um, We try now we develop uh, several uh, solutions and technologies, um, even in my program at the University of Florida. And the goal is like whatever we develop uh, in my program at UF, we will try to commercialize it through agricultural intelligence or also we work with other partners. For example, the Smart Sprayer, there's another company that already licensed the technology from the University of Florida to commercialize it. Uh, and we try to develop like an integrated system to combine all these technologies together and provide, again, solutions to our growers. If we develop something new, the process is that um, a new company or agricultural intelligence, we have to license the technology from the University of Florida in order to commercialize it. Uh, And we have, as I said, big plans on developing new features for AgroView, detecting diseases, for example. Uh, we have already developed uh, some um, techniques using drones to detect specific diseases on vegetables like tomatoes or watermelon, squaws. And this is by using uh, drones and artificial intelligence. So we can t- t- detect disease, a disease at the early stage, which is the very critical part, in order to take some measures after that to control the spread. This is what we try to do. And also... Uh, Another important part is the automation and mechanization in general. Part of my program is to develop solutions for harvest. Harvest is a huge problem, as I discussed before. So if we can develop some um, mechanical solutions, robotic solutions to help uh, our industry to be competitive, that would be very critical. I mean, we need to help our growers to be competitive competitive this global market.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for today. I have learned so much about the use of artificial intelligence in the agricultural industry. And I know that our listeners have as well. Thank you for listening to the AI in Action series on the Streaming Science Podcast. Make sure to reach out and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can learn more about Agriculture Intelligence at www.agintel.ai. I'm your host, Savannah Gardner. Thanks again for listening. For more information, please visit the links in our show notes.